Welcome into another episode of The Common Dad Podcast. Before we get started, as always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the underscore common underscore dad and on Facebook at The Common Dad. And oh yeah, by the way, we are a podcast, so go ahead and listen to the podcast on Apple or Amazon or Buzzsprout or wherever else you want to listen to the podcast. So today we are talking about movie theater versus streaming. Um, and, and I kind of got the idea. So Black Widow just came out recently and gosh, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in the actual theater. So I was pumped to go back to the theater and pumped because I love Marvel movies and I thought it was going to be a pretty good movie. And it was, it was, it was definitely, it was better than I thought it was going to be actually. So we go to the movies and you know, we do the whole movie thing. There's almost nobody there. Um, and then I get back home and I fire up Disney Plus for the kids and I see Black Widows. It's not streaming for free on it, um, Disney Plus, but right. you can you can buy it or rent it or stream whatever. It. Stream it. Yeah, you can stream it. I don't even know how much Extra it charge. It's like Disney Premium or something. Yeah. And I think it was like 10, 11 bucks. And I was like, man, I guess we could have just done that. And my wife was like, no, no, that was a fun, you know, it was a fun date night. We went to the movies and I'm like. Yeah, it was so expensive. <laughs> and I don't know, I just started thinking like, obviously with COVID, everybody, this is where the streaming stuff is really taking off, especially for movies, HBO Max, all the movies that are dropping on all these, you know, big movies dropping on streaming. Um, Like what was the one with Chris Pratt that I think was on Amazon Prime? Uh, The Tomorrow uh, the War. The Tomorrow War. Um, And I think in the same week we streamed that. So I was just kind of thinking that contrast, like... What's well, better? I think this has been kind of inevitable for a while. Netflix has been they they started before the pandemic dropping movies direct to Netflix. Gosh, yeah. That were blockbuster budget movies. They weren't TV they weren't direct to TV film budget movies. They were blockbuster budget movies that went straight to Netflix. And the idea is yeah. of course, you know, Instead of ticket sales, you're getting monthly streaming, you know, revenue. So it's kind of been in the works for a while, I feel like, that that this was going to be a thing. The pandemic definitely kickstarted it because all of these production companies had movies either sitting in queue waiting to to film or already filmed waiting to put in theaters and then the pandemic hit and there was no way to put them out. So yeah. now the problem is, well, how do we how do we make our money back on this hundred million dollar plus film when we can't do a theatrical release, which is where they make a ton of their money, both nationally and internationally. Yeah. So being able to do it direct to the viewer gives them an opportunity to recoup some of their costs in the film. But I don't think they're ever going to make nearly the money they would in theaters. Yeah. Like that was kind of like, do you, th I mean, there was, there wasn't a lot in our theater, but there was, it felt like a regular theater experience when we went there. Like there was a decent amount of people. Do you guys think it'll get back to that? Or do you think it's just going to slowly chip away? And do you think movie theaters and this hurts my soul, but do you guys think movie theaters will become like blockbuster? Where there's like one no. theater every, you know, per city. I don't know, think they're I, going away entirely, but Ryan, go ahead. So, yeah, I want to jump in here because I, I 
I didn't get in on the first part either. I think you're hitting kind of a key dynamic. You know, there were the the one that I can think of off the top of my head is the one with um, oh, what's the wrestler's name that plays the, the Ric Flair blue guy in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, um, oh uh, Batista, Dave Batista, Dave Batista right? Batista, okay, yeah. so Dave Batista plays um, this spy Drax. that gets caught by the little girl. Um, it's like My Spy or something like that. It's called. And I want to say that was an Amazon movie that was made for theaters. And it came out in theaters just before the pandemic hit. And so there was this adaptation where Netflix, Apple TV, um, Amazon had started making – Hulu had started making these TV shows and movies that were ready to be released in in movie theaters. And they were getting big names. Yeah. They're not like you're made for TV movie, but a Hallmark movie. Right, 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 right. But there was there's still kind of a, an element of difficulty jumping from the service to the big screen. And where I think Disney kind of, for lack of a better term, got lucky with its release of Disney Plus is they were able to go the other way and better than a lot of the other production companies. Because New Line Cinemas isn't launching a streaming channel. Um, New Guy... Was was it New Guy or The Guy? The one with Ryan Reynolds as a video game character. Oh, is that out yeah. It was supposed to come out ages ago. I want to okay. see that. The Jungle Cruise with The Rock was supposed to come out. Now, that's a Disney one. Black Widow was supposed to come out. Marvel's a Disney mm-hmm. movie. And so there was an element of the the new... The, I forget the, the name of the movie with Ryan Reynolds now. The Guy. I think um, it's called The Guy. Or, yeah, I know. Trump the Nice Guy. I forget. But whatever. Yeah. The Guy. Um that movie doesn't have a platform to adapt to a a pandemic world, a pandemic-filled world where people are still fearful. And we don't need to get into whether that's justified or or not, or I know everybody has opinions on whether it's safe to go to movie theaters. We don't need to get into that, but the point is some people feel like it's still, like there still needs to be precautions taken. And Mm -hmm. and again, there's different parts of the country that feel differently differently generally as as a public so i think to answer your question as far as will theaters get back to it i think it will eventually i agree with drew i don't think it's going to die out and go away but i think there are certain companies that were better that have been better built to take advantage of the multi-platform world that we live in but i would argue that was to Mar- that was to disney's benefit in the beginning with like I, I mean, I talked to another dad that said he loved Cruella, the movie that came out yeah, on Disney+. Plus. it's good. Um, Raya, the other Disney cartoon, was supposed to be another new Moana-type huge movie, and it ended up just coming out and never hit theaters because it only came out on Disney+. Plus. Um, but um, that was something I feel like Disney missed the boat. Black Widow had a huge opening weekend, and then it dropped 67%. Jeez. Because those that don't go see it opening weekend, and that Look was the question you I was going to ask research. you. research. I'm not even going to fact check you. That sounded you've great. You've done, well, I, I read it online, and the internet can't lie. Right? It's got to be Everything true. on the internet's got to be true. Yeah. true. yeah. So, um, no, but I saw a, a number of news articles. Dropped 67% the second weekend. It plummeted in sales, and a lot of people say that it was because of the streaming. So I wonder question, what the streaming numbers were. You've hit... Well, but it, it's talking about how much you money I mean? the movie grosses. Oh, okay, okay. 
So that it, would the streaming it, revenue goes into that number streaming as well. Streaming revenue goes into okay. it too, and it just plummeted after opening weekend. And okay. so my question: You've been to an open weekend? I mean, I don't know this, but I'm asking: Have you been to an opening weekend Marvel movie? Ooh, so I hate people. Um, but before I get started with that question, I just want to hone in on everything you just say. So what you're saying on the record is that Disney started COVID. Absolutely. Correct? Okay. All right. That, I thought Plus. that's where you were going. Right. And I, that's what I thought. Sounds Absolutely. about right. I think I went to the only opening, the only opening night movie I've ever seen or opening weekend movie was two. Infinity War and Endgame. And Endgame? I couldn't okay. wait for either of those. But those right. are the only I, two. I hate being around a lot of people. I and would the argue, people that clap after the... They can't hear nah, you. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, you're going to get no, me going no, on a whole we, different yeah. deal. But I would argue deal. that like your smaller Marvels, even your Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, and, and whatever. See what the, you did there with the, Ant-Man. <laughs> the smaller movies, right? Um, the less popular... I would wager that those pre-pandemic still had larger opening weekends in terms of your movie theater experience than Black Widow did post-pandemic. It's like an event. Like people are dressed because up. Because it was like an event and now people are still cautious. And so it's yeah. it puts the, the production companies in a, in a difficult spot because do I release it in movie theaters and then instead of waiting for the DVD, I stream it a month after? Right, Turn and it I think to try to boost the movies, or do I do like there's? Yeah, I think we're gonna see different strategies for. Yeah, and Disney. it depends on the movie too. So, I've always been a proponent. Like, I like going to the movies to see a movie that's worth that's worth seeing in the theater. So, an action movie, or you hit the nail I, on the head. For I me. don't well, need to go be see Spanglish in theaters. It's not. <laughs> you're not gonna enhance the movie. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Well, let me take that a different direction. Okay. So, I don't know where Spanglish came from, by the way. You started down kind of the path of where I'm going. I don't think theaters are going away, Mm -hmm. but I think theaters are going to have to step up their game in order to earn the business where they didn't have to as much before. That's a good point. Granted, it's already started. That that transition Mm -hmm. has already started. When I was uh, 10 years ago, you would go to a movie theater and... You'd barely fit in the seat. You were elbow to elbow, packed mm-hmm. in like sardines, bubble gum on the floor. The seats were creaky. The, you know, drapes on the walls were falling off. There were spots on the screen. Ten, ten years ago, that was the situation. Nowadays, you go in, it's electronic seats that fully recline. You can go to theaters where you get a blanket and a pillow and they'll serve you a meal and alcohol and beers and other things. And you have basically a table service at the movie. And I think that's where this is going. You're going to be paying for an experience where you can watch a movie as well, but you're going to get, you know, the best quality sound system with a, not a 4k projector, but a 8k projector and, you know, vibrating seats it out and right there in popcorn. And it's, it's more about the experience of being yes. in it, it's more like a fine dining experience you don't go to yeah. a fine dining experience just to order a hamburger you're going for an experience that's all around it's the white linens it's mm-hmm. maybe the candle at the center of the table the white glove service etc it's it's above and beyond the normal and i think that's what the movie theater 
business is going to have to do with movies is they're going to have to make it an experience that you want to go do as a special occasion. You're not going to go see every movie in the theater because you could catch it on Netflix. You could catch it on Hulu. You could catch it on Amazon or any one of the other hundred streaming platforms there are now. I, it's funny you say that. So I was listening to the radio today and they were talking about um, college football and the same experience. And like, you know, it's always been about who can pack the most people in the stands. Well, now the at home experience has become so good that it's like you watch a football game on TV and you're like, well, I can pause this thing. I can go to the bathroom. I can eat what I want. You know, and in stadium is in stadium. You play yourself. But like if you go to a crappy football, if you go watch Ohio State and Akron play, is that better than watching at home? It's you're sitting on a bench seat. It's either hot or it's cold. Everybody's drunk and sweaty. hundred yards it's away just, from the ball. It's Right. It's you, not better. There's it's no not, instant replay for the yeah, fans in the stadium. The, the TV product is better. So they were talking about a lot of these stadiums are going to go to, you're going to reduce the size by 20%. You're going to get, everybody's going to have a, a, you know, a back on their seat. You're going to have cup holders. You're going to have not somebody walking around with cotton candy or throwing you popcorn, but you're going to have somebody who serves your section. What do you want? I'll go get Almost. it for you. Yeah, no more peeing in a trough. Like you're gonna, it's gonna be a nice, <laughs> a giant metal um, trough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're not gonna have never that scar will never go away. <laughs> when I was a little kid, Dad, what is this? Oh my God, that smell. Um, but kind of the same thing with the movie theater. It's like the home product has become so good. You can get a 4K TV for, I don't know, depending on the size, pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. depending on the size, for relatively cheap, and, and it's like. Sound. Yeah, you can go get a nice sound bar, pop your own popcorn, and it's like it might not be as good as the movie theater. But when I went when we went to the theater, it was I don't know, fourteen bucks a ticket. I got a bucket of popcorn. That was ten dollars for a bucket of popcorn. And then I go get a get a beer and I forget I'm at a movie theater. I get one beer, just a light beer, a pint. It's ten dollars. And I was just like, geez, like, okay, I guess I'll have two. No, this is (laughs) this is competition though at its its finest. Thirty bucks in. The the technology the the home technology world has caught up to the movie theater world in terms of experience and bringing that experience home, you can get a 4K TV at home. Yeah. It was unrealistic for a, for a short period of time, and although it was failed technology, it still serves a purpose for the example. Um, 3D TVs didn't take off at all. They brought 3D home, <laughs> but nobody ever wanted to put on the stinking glasses at home. No. And while 3D movies were not my gig, I know people that did enjoy those 3D movies. Right. Yeah. But that only exists because... Because movie producers start recording and directors start recording mm-hmm. in 3D. You know you know that era, era of movies. 20 years from now, our kids are going to see an old school movie, our grandkids, mm-hmm. and they're going to go, why does this thing keep like, right? why what? do they do these weird shots? Because you know those yeah. shots that are like just a random thing coming up and it's right. it's intended for it's not the 3D, 3D movie audience. Yeah. And now you're not watching and Gosh. it's like, this is a weird camera those shot. This worst. doesn't fit. Do you love but movies it, and throwing up? For 3D. Here's a 3D movie. Right. It's terrible. So it just, it just, I think there will be, it'll start with the movie productions because I think movie productions want there to be an element of movie theaters. I think that's where they gross the most amount of money based on what they're charging and ticket prices. Um, And if they make it an experience, they can continue to charge those type of prices because Mm -hmm. 
they're making it like Drew said, a fine dining experience. Well, now they don't have to change prices, right? So because it's the um, experience you're buying, it's not just if, right. the movie; it's the ambiance. If it's the directors want movie theaters to not go out of business and to still be able to gross those types of numbers, you're not going to get that at home. Because here's the other thing: you really enjoyed a movie. Now, I can I can confidently say I've never done this in my life, but I do know that there are people that have enjoyed movies so much in the movie theater they have gone back and seen it a second time. In the movie theater. I've done that you one time. Pay again time. for that, by the way. When you buy the streaming service, we bought Raya to see it at home mm-hmm. with the kids on Disney Plus. We own it. Yep. There kids you go. can watch Raya whenever they want. Whenever you want. Crank mm-hmm. it up all day, every day. It doesn't matter. And so so the rewatching experience, it's thirty dollars for four of us to watch the movie theater. We could have had or the the movie we could have had Drew and Sarah and the boys over. And eight of us watch it for thirty it's bucks versus fourteen dollars a ticket per even. person. Fourteen dollars right. per person. Right. So the Every money, one of you those people the buying money. popcorn the and a drink. The money is in the got movie to. theaters. Right. They got to go to the movie theaters, and the only way they're going to go to the movie theaters is if the directors and the cameramen up their game and how they're shooting movies to make it an experience that you just can't capture with home equipment. Mm-hmm. Only it's going to be equipment. that's the 8K that Drew's talking about. It's the yeah, the 12.1, 12.3 surround sound because they got three subwoofers up front or whatever. And you're never going to, I don't know, just making 19K up now. The next thing is Dolby Atmos. Everything's Dolby Atmos now or Atmos. Well, they need to up their, up their game. Soundboards are already starting to offer that. It's simulated, it's not real. But you'll see it's it's trying to bounce sound off of the ceiling um, to simulate what Dolby Atmos is. And if you ever look at movie theaters now, there's speakers in the ceiling. The next Thor movie, you're just going to get hit in the face with a hammer. This is awesome. Well, it's 6K. They, they have vibrated. Drew wasn't lying. They've, they've got seats that vibrate, too. You I know. Feel I, the experience. I, don't, I don't like that. It's not fun. Um, so we are, we are a dad podcast. So let's. Let's hone this conversation into because it's different when you and your significant other go out to a movie. I prefer going. I I still I still liked going to the movies to kind of sum up my my thoughts on that last part. I still like going to the movies because I like going to the movies, and I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But I just like I like the ambiance. I like the smell of the popcorn, even though it's ten dollars, and I don't know. I just like it. But if I'm going with my kids. So when the next big Disney movie comes out and I can stream it at home or do I go to the theater, I kind of feel like crap because I want my kids to also share that love of the movies that I have. But uh, yeah, and the, and that's like where my so expensive. That's it's where my thing it. kind of fails because you don't take your kids at least small kids typically you're not going to take them fine dining. Okay, so that's a, all right. So in my future plan, there isn't necessarily a great avenue for kids to be a part of the movie theater experience. Okay. But that because works it's, to it's, your point, Justin, too. Now, you could offer maybe movie times that are like adults right. only and then... Ooh, you know, it's I like, like bar that. service and, and you could idea. pay extra because, you That's know, there's idea. not going to be some kid crying the entire movie. Like you yeah. can maybe charge extra for that. But, in a movie. but yeah, kids, I'm not. I, most parents I don't will take know. Them out. Like, I don't want to pay fine dining prices. 
Yeah. For my kid to go to the bathroom 17 times during the movie and, and not, be playing and if they don't like it, they're with done. a toy in the back, you know, turned around in his chair playing with a toy the entire time. But this this goes to Justin's point that there are certain movies that I do feel, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, are meant to be experienced. Like the Star Wars movies... If you saw any of them in theaters versus the Lord of the Rings movies, as great as they are on your home DVD, if you experience them in a movie theater, it is different. And it's really any of the, I, you know, I'm going off the cuff here, but you could argue any of those orchestral soundtrack type movies, Jurassic Park. Yeah, absolutely. If they make a Halo movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's going to be in the theater. You're going to want to see that in the theaters. Now that doesn't work as well for your comedies or your rom-coms, your romantic comedies. Your rom-coms are going to be, I can watch this at home. But those were never considered, quote, blockbusters anyways, where you were having the top, you know, box office numbers anyways. The top box office numbers were always the the big action, action Avengers, Star Wars, Titanic, Star Trek, you know. Yeah. Titanic. I it's guess Titanic. I, I actually I saw Titanic, but that was a theaters. long time I don't know ago. How old I was. That was Titanic that was, was quite a while ago. Drama. You'll get yeah. dramas name, that name, are up there. Name one drama that's been in like Titanic. Listen, Titanic had a huge 10 years. run at number one for years. It, it was, was a drama one. though, but that scene with the boat—that's a good, good twenty minutes of quality movie theater scene. You know, while the boat's sinking and they're trying yeah. to escape. Yeah. It's it's worth it, and also, no, no. there's an action in the drama, but no, I I would agree. Typically, they're not, but there are going to be movies. I think you'll get some movies that are are geared more towards that, and some movies that. So I think you're going to see more of a separation. Okay, of Titanic that, came out in 1997. Name a drama in gosh. the 2000s that has even performed close to the Titanic. That's a drama, jeez. I mean, it's all been superhero movies for the last 20 years. Exactly. I I see your point, Ryan, but I think that's an exception. That's not a... Absolutely. I said so. It's 1997. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't even think. It's funny. It's just been all action movies and, you know, let's remake Rocky and (laughs) and I'm all for it. But it's like, I, you know, it's not... What were the Twilight movies considered? Oh, gosh. Trash? Is that, is that a genre? Trash? Gosh. I had to see all of those in theater, too, or at least a lot. I don't know. I didn't have to watch any of those. The yeah. last one. But did those even perform at, quote, blockbuster numbers? Probably. I don't know. I would think so. There was I a mean, Lords of the Ring drama. When did those come out? A lot of people Those there. are considered drama. Really? Lord of the Rings? Giant armies battling to the death. Orcs. (laughs) But that's not what night... You had moments of the movie that were battles, but it certainly wasn't even half the movie. The entire third movie was a three-hour and 57-minute war. The third movie, so... (laughs) It literally was. Is there a way they can do... Passion of the Christ was 2004. Number nine all-time domestic... It's a buzzkill. I know Avatar. Avatar. I'll give you action. But like, Fantasy. is there a way? So obviously, we all agree that watching the kids' movie is way better at home than it is in the theater. Just because I, I, we went to see the last Toy Story, um, and it was before COVID. And I look over, 
and one of my kids is on his head on the seat. The other one is <laughs> running like they're not. I'm watching not it. I got attention. a tear. I got a tear in my eye because I'm watching Woody and Buzz say goodbye for the last time. <laughs> I can't handle the situation. My wife's trying to wrangle the kids. I'm trying to enjoy this moment. And you know, I paid fifty dollars to go cry at a Pixar movie, and it just didn't feel like that like was you were a solid your money's worth. I really didn't. Feel you wanted like the whole family good. crying, not just yeah. you. Yeah, and there was nothing. There was nothing there. So it was like, geez. What were the Harry we, Potter movies? Did we need to go see that? Um, those were blockbuster movies. I felt. I like. would Th- say those are yeah, they, they ended up blockbuster. Are they considered? Uh, I'm looking at top grossing movies in the 2000s. But the first Harry Potter was 2001, so all of them were 2000s. Yeah. Those are yeah. top grossing. 2012, the like end of time movie. Yeah. Um, number 22 on the list, top grossing in 2009. Global so, catastrophes and all very different than Titanic, though. So as da we, Vinci Code, but they're they're dramas. Yeah. As we wrap it up, is there a way, and I don't know that there is, to make a solid? Let's just use Moana for example. Is there a way to make that movie a good theater movie that you can bring the kids to? I don't think there is. I mean, obviously it depends on age, but it's like if you got a seven year old, like I don't know. I I feel like I feel like those are going to be streaming. If you have a movie theater that's got twelve theaters inside of it, like a movie's twelve, you know, it's it's got twelve screens inside of it. Could they create one of the screens? To be a kids screening, and yeah. it's a totally different experience. It's not lights dim, movie right. theater seats. It's a giant playground, and and I'm you gonna, change the experience entirely. Right. Yeah, I kids. don't know. Do it. I would. I would say you could even you certain movies. You could even have the kid version. Did you guys see Nickelodeon stream that one video or that one uh, football game, NFL game? Yeah, it was awesome. The Saints. And the guy that dropped the awesome. F-bomb. It's hilarious. Wow. Did you catch it that? It was awesome. And I think like <laughs> but it was really good. people that, that take on these kids sure. so the parents can do it. You could, you could pull off something like that I, realistically. I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think we're going to see efforts towards that for sure. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting though, but I am glad I am glad we got the movies back because it was I really enjoyed paying ten dollars for a, a lukewarm beer and another ten dollars for a gallon of popcorn and that I ate ten bites of. But anyways, that was fun. I like that. But yeah, movies are back, so we're good. This has been another episode of the Commandat Podcast. Please, please, please. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram at the underscore common underscore dad. And on Facebook at, I almost said the Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at The Common Dad. And oh yeah, we are a podcast, so please don't forget to like, listen, share. And if you leave a five-star review, we will definitely read it. Thanks for listening. See you next time. (laughs) 